Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, aka The Abundant Healer. I'm here to support the healers of the world, the coaches, the authors, the spiritual entrepreneurs, the spiritual teachers and mentors. I'm here to help you elevate your message, reach more people and receive abundantly in return. In this podcast, you can expect to receive wisdom, resources, meditations, and interviews that will help you gain inspiration, creativity, to really elevate the impact you have and how you can step into that receivership and power for the services you offer. I look forward to hearing how you find this episode, so please feel free to reach out, give feedback, and share on social media or with your friends and family. And don't forget to hit subscribe. I look forward to hearing from you on the other side. Huge welcome. Lovely to have you here. Thank you, Karen, for joining us for this week's podcast. So, before we dive in, do you want to take a little moment to introduce yourself to everyone and explain a little bit about what you do? And then we'll go from there. Thank you, beautiful. So, my name's Karen. And I am what we call multi-passionate, and I'm sure you know that Holly is is as well. Um, So I have a very varied background. I had a very corporate academic background in law, got a master's in law. Um, And then at some point I realised that wasn't for me. So what I do now is Reiki, yoga, shamanic healing, human design, coaching, Lots of different things, but I really specialize in helping people live their dharma, living their unique purpose and really stepping into their power. And I'm also an author as well. So that's where I'm at the moment. (laughs) Those are the things that I do, as well as being a bit of an artist as well on the side. I love that. And I can resonate with that, as you know, you'll know. And, you know, I should say Karen and I know each other weird. We're in a business mastermind together known each other for a little while now um and we have a lot of similarities in terms of our interests and but what I would love to know before we dive into everything you offer and um you know how you share all of that with the world and the beautiful things you do a little bit about Karen as a human what brought you into this world what was it that drew you into this from law as you mentioned Um, I would love to know what was your journey okay so when I was at law when I was doing my um my bachelor's I realized that I wasn't the same as everyone else I've always been different I've always seen spiritual energy and I've always had this deep trust with my gut and intuition and I've always kind of followed the breadcrumbs of joy even from an early age and so when I did law I was just like I'm gonna do law there was no rhyme or reason to it I'm quite academic in my mind back in those days it was all paid for so showing my age now I'll be 49 this month so I just did it for the experience um and then I fell uh, I did a master's in human rights and civil liberties specializing in euthanasia that was my dissertation um and then I got a corporate job at Experian 
And then I met my husband again. We went to school together, went traveling the world, fell into temping. And when I got pregnant, he said to me, what are you going to do? Because we wanted me to bring the children up. And I just said, Reiki. I didn't even know what Reiki was. I'm not joking. It just came out my mouth. The next week I found um, somebody I went to, you know, back in the day when you went to card reading parties. Did you ever go to those? I don't even know who who invited me, but I found my teacher and my teacher taught me Reiki. And she taught me shamanic healing and the medicine wheel. And then it just went off from there. And so I did Reiki. I built up a really successful in-person business before the days of Facebook and web pages. I used to go to Mind, Body and Spirit Fairs and have a stall and do holistic therapies. And then I had cancer. Um, so I had breast cancer twice. And in that time, I retrained in yoga, which was my passion. I opened a yoga studio. COVID hit and I pivoted. And brought everything online and I've got a global business teaching shamanic healing and coaching and human design as well as essential oils and lots of other things so everything's online now so I've just kind of flowed I've all I'm known as the queen of pivot because I've got no problem just going okay that's where we are <laughs> I'm happy going over here and it's always kind of worked out so far so that's a whistle stop tour wow yeah <laughs> And I would love to know if you don't mind sharing, like, you know, in my own journey, I had that kind of real health crisis going on, which which led me further into into my modalities. I would love to know if you don't mind sharing, like, how did that diagnosis of cancer, how did that affect your journey and what you decided to do? Because it sounds like you were already quite in the holistic world. Yeah, I was very much in the holistic world already. I was always, um, I'd already signed up to do my teacher training. I was already doing Reiki and shamanic healing. I think the main thing that that, um, getting cancer did for me was um, fast track my unstoppable belief in life and that um, the ability to surrender and let go even more than I was already. So after cancer, and this is what my book is all about really after cancer um I had five years in between the first and the second diagnosis and I realized that in between those five years I was so scared of dying and leaving my children obviously my when I was first diagnosed my son was four months four to six months my daughter was four years old and just that grasping to life was exhausting and by grasping to life I realized that I wasn't living and there was frustration and victimhood. Why me? Why this age? This isn't fair. And um, I tell the tale as a Buddhist tale of the second arrow. So the first arrow is where life shoots you, suffering, pain. And the second arrow is what you, how you choose to respond to that. And I realized that I was causing so much suffering. I'd already got my yogic philosophy, which is very linked to what to Ayurveda it's a sister sister sciences aren't they so I'd already got that way of seeing the world and I just thought I don't want to live like this this isn't living this is suffering and I kind of got all the scriptures and all the teachings that I've been studied it was like I was embodying them for once and so I started to look at my mind and my beliefs and my limited beliefs the untruths and I literally started to unpick them one at a time and that has um, enabled me, uh, I spoke about this um, recently in an interview, to walk with fear. 
throughout my life and to just let go of things and at one stage I just kind of said to the universe do whatever you're going to do with me I can't barter with you I can't you know I can plead with you to give me 10 more years but I'm not in control of this and so there's a really bittersweet surrender that freed me and I think that's the main difference it really affected the way that I saw life I was already pretty open and, and very spiritual but it added a a real embodied depth <laughs> to being yeah. spiritual and having that surrender. Um, yeah, so I think that's the thing that it really did for me. I, and I love that, that what I mean is we can have this perception of things being good or bad, right? And, you know, it's something that I, I probably talk about quite a lot to my audience is, Sometimes it's when we let go of this being a bad thing that we can start to receive the gift from it, that we can start to see, wow, this is actually giving me something as well. So yeah. beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's no, my pleasure. I'm, I'm very open with it. And, um, you know, obviously I'm very blessed because I'm still here. Um, but, yeah, it's a very poignant thing to go through. And I don't kind of regret it in a way. I think it was part of my dharma, part of my life's purpose to get these embodied teachings so that I can, yeah, talk from this space. I love that. So human design then, um, I'd I'd love to hear more from you on human design because, you know, I've had a human design reading from you and I found it just mind-blowing, really. You put language to things that I'd been doing and operating in, but um also kind of judging myself for so a bit like what you were saying about always following your heart or passion or you know that was something that I could see in myself if my heart wasn't in something I knew I had to leave it and move on every job I was in you know every career I was in if my heart wasn't in it that's it I had to go because I knew it just wasn't going to work for me and I remember when we had um my reading I was just a bit like yeah you know and I'd always been quite if I'm really real like quite cynical around some of the like astrology charts and things like that I I couldn't in my head figure out how that would work or but yeah having my reading with you was was eye-opening so I would love to know you know a little bit more about human design from your perspective and what led you into human design? Where did that come from? The story of how I got into human design is is just very, very generator-like, um, and that's a human design term. So um, after the pandemic, I got into hustle mode, which was exhausting. So I took my in-person yoga studio online. Go, 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 learning how to do everything online. Um, all my family were chilling. I was, I was like, oh, um, and after a year and a half, I can remember teaching Hatha Yoga and I was, I just couldn't look at a knee anymore <laughs> or a hip without adjusting. And I couldn't hear people breathing. And I literally, instead of opening the, the my laptop, I wanted to run away. And so I know this feeling well, which you're kind of explaining. If your heart's not there, we can't do it as generator types. And I'll talk about this in, in, in um, a bit more detail in a moment. So I noted that. I didn't know anything about human design. The day after I saw a Dharma coaching course with a lady called Sahara Rose. So I don't, I 
I dived into that, didn't make any financial sense at all to invest in anything new, but hey-ho, I did that. And then right at the end, I'd started to hear a bit about human design, but I was like, I'm not doing that. Everyone's talking about it. Well, say everyone in my bubble, in my world that I inhabit on social media. And then we did a lesson on it. And it was like I'd come home. It was like every cell in my body knew this. And so I'm a bit like you. I'm like, how can astrology really, is it true? Like I like to question everything. Is it true? And then when I looked into my own chart, it was like I'd seen myself with such unconditional love, my shadows, my gifts. And it was like I've been seen properly for the first time. And it really enabled me to fall in love with myself, all my traits, my quirks, the things that people used to call me faddy or you're not doing another course again, are you, Karen? And literally, I'm designed to learn and learn and learn and learn. And if I don't, I'm not going to be using my energy wisely or happy. So all these things, I was like, I knew this about myself, but we we question ourselves, we compare ourselves and what human design's created for really or downloaded for is to help children never be conditioned by society and as adults we use it as a tool to decondition from our mindset beliefs which I'd already started doing from comparison from what we should be doing and so I was just like this is a tool to illuminate all the things that I'm helping my clients with and at the at the base of it I was already stepping into the fact that you're unique you've got your own power let's live in your fullest expression and for me this was a tool to literally shine a light on somebody and go you are beautifully unique these are your superpowers these are your skills these are this is how you use your energy best in the world and when I I love giving a reading because I see people's shoulders relax or their faces light up and I'm like they're falling in love with themselves again And that is beautiful. And I'm down. I'm down for that. So human design, really, it's um, it's a blueprint of how you're to best use your energy in the world. It's not telling you what to do. It's an experiment. So um, now I test um, doing my business in a flow state, which I was already doing, but now more so. And I use all the strategy and authority, all the terminology to experiment with life and business a bit more now. And that makes perfect sense to me because I know we've got similar designs. Yeah. (laughs) And um, it's quite interesting, right? I remember the conversation we had around my chart and I'd been doing, you know, just living and doing my business in a certain way, but silently, I think, judging myself for it. and. And I remember you you saying to me something like, um, like, your purpose is to just follow your joy. And I was like, yeah. And I could see this in my business when, um, you know, the times when I made decisions that logically didn't make sense or just felt good. And, you know, I would see it on days when I would you know, go spend money I didn't really have on things that I really wanted because it filled me with joy, I would do better in my business. And I would think this doesn't make sense, but it worked. And I remember like that conversation with you was like a reconfirmation of that and a permission slip in a way to just, it sounds ridiculous, but just be me and do life my way. 
which, you know, absolutely beautiful, right? So I would love to know, how does it actually work? How do you like end up with a chart from, because I think you took like my birth details and things like that. So how does that all work? Really good question. It's some software. <laughs> I don't know how the software works, but um, you you take the time of your birth and that works out your conscious personality. So the things that probably people will know about you, that you'll know about yourself innately, and then you get your unconscious personality. The things that you probably get to know about yourself later in life. So where we are now, we probably know this about ourselves and it uses the I Ching Chinese system, uses astrology, it uses the Kabbalah system, and it uses the chakra system. And it's basically where the planets are at your time of birth and three months before your time of birth. So it illuminates all these um, the I Ching hexagrams. It's very co- it's complicated. They're actually called the gates, and all these there's about five different layers to your personality and how your energy works and how you're here to express yourself and you've actually got clues as to your purpose in there as well so there's all these layers and it is astro- it's astrological which is ironic but when I saw it I saw the uniqueness and I was like I there's just it's just blown me away so yeah the software it's like astrology the software works you chart out and I don't know how that works. <laughs> I haven't I haven't investigated that. I just know that everyone I've read for it's been like mind blowing. Yeah. And so what do the different gates represent then? How like like so I remember from my chart, but I think it'd be useful for people to understand what it can pull in and what sort of things it can illuminate for them. Yeah, so it might be useful for me to just get a picture of my chart up. So there's different layers. It might be worth me talking about the different layers actually and what they mean in a chart. So the highest layer, um, my app's just updating right now. The highest layer is actually your um, your energy type. So we are generator types. So I'll go through this because I think people might resonate with this. So you can either have um, you're either a, a generator or a manifesting generator. So your energy type is how you best use your aura in the world, how your energy interacts with everything and everyone and how you're best to flow through life. So, for example, myself and Holly are designed to follow our joy, to see what the universe is putting in front of us and what gives us joy and what makes us go, "Mm, that's scrummy or that's exciting, but a bit scary or, oh, no, I need to run away from that. So if we do what we love, we have this never ending joy and never ending energy that fuels us and and just helps us go through life with ease, following the breadcrumbs of our joy, which doesn't make any business sense at all. But when you do it, this is a bit messy. This is mine because I didn't prepare this, but that's my <laughs> job with my notes yeah. on because I like studying. So energy type is is that. Then you've got manifestors. Manifestors are here to download and initiate into action quickly. They're not here to keep working and working like generators are. Um, And then you've got projectors, which are the visionaries. They are here to see the bigger vision and they're here to work in a very cyclical way and to be very wise. I've got two children who are projectors and I used to think they were lazy 
but they're not. They just haven't got the same energy that I do. So it's helped me helping me bring them up in a certain way. And then you've got reflectors, which are like mirrors to the world. So when you're with the reflector, you actually get reflected back to yourself. They're here to be very wise about the state of the world. So that's the energy type, but there's a lot, lot more nuances to that. And I've actually got a free, um, gen- I've got a free energy type um, masterclass that that you can that some people might like to do. And then you've got your profile, and this can be a different combination of numbers. So, for example, my profile's one three. Can you remember yours, Holly? Um, it was somewhere. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't remember. So the profile, I think we have something a bit similar. Your profile is is like the archetype of how you go through life. So, for example, mine's a one three. So my line one loves investigating and researching. And I go down. Was it yours? Yeah. I was an investigator too. Perfect. So we can't just hear about something. If it interests us, if our sacral, if our body's going, I'm being drawn in, we've got to go. (laughs) We have to go deep. And so what you'll find with both myself and Holly is that what when our sacral, when our body goes, I'm leaning in, that's interesting. Then our line one kicks in. Oh, I've got to study that. We go in. The generator part of us masters it. And then as generator types, we are designed to share our joy with the world. So we're drawn to something. We go deep. We master it and we share it with the world. So this is how our energy flows. Um, And then the line three for me is that I have to feel life. I can't just be told I need to fall down, get back up, build that resilience. So there's many, many different combinations. Um, And then you've got your gates. So the gates in the chart are all these numbers, numbers down the side. And these are what are what is illuminated by your planet. So these are different archetypes of your energy. So, for example, my top gate is um, the gate of seeing patterns. So I go over things and rationalize them and see the patterns. Hence my book. My book's all about words and the things we say that don't serve us. So I'm able to go over it and see the wisdom and then share it. Um, So you have all these different gates and then you've got channels that connect everything. And that's how your energy flows, your superpowers. And then you've got your gates, which are either white or colored in. And this is how you express your energy even more in the world. So, for example, I'll just flow through. So my head's open. That means that everything's inspiring to me. I want to do everything. Everything twinkles at me. I've got a defined Arjuna. I know you'll know these from studying with Holly. So the Ashtra in human design is about rationalizing concepts, thinking. So I have a very defined way of seeing the world and that's connected to my throat. So it's my role in, in life to communicate my thoughts and the way I see the world to people. And that gave me the courage to write my book because I could see these patterns. And then I was like, well, it's my job to communicate to the world. Let's do it. Let's not hold back. So everything, everything in this chart has a different layer. And you can even work out how you make your best decisions. So, for example, I don't make my best decisions in the moment ever. I need to give myself a little time in that. I wish I'd have known that earlier because I spent most of my life saying yes to people because I feel excited and then when I come away from them, I'm like, I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> so I spent most of my time, most of my life making my decisions out of alignment. So the idea with human design is when you know your design, you can really be empowered as to how you make your best decisions and when you're in alignment and when you're not. So you can keep bringing yourself back to center with a lot more ease. It's, it's, quite, it's quite complex. It's, there's a lot to yeah explain. But I think alignment, that's that's the perfect word to explain it, because um, you also put language to things that I had struggled with. So I remember you call it the sacral plateau where we go through, you know, I I would recognize in myself, I'd go through these kind of waves of energy and inspiration and excitement and then this period where if I wasn't careful like frustration would kick in like like there was a lack of ideas or lack of inspiration creativity coming through and during those times I would keep pushing I would be like determined and I'd get frustrated and I'd get angry and it's a bit like you know the creatives in the world we know sometimes you've got to step back from it right but I hadn't been allowing myself to do that um well, I had, but not to the degree I needed to, I think. I think there'd been a lot of judgment going on, like I say, that I should be feeling more inspired. I should be feeling more energized. <laughs> and I love that after that reading, I, I, yeah, I felt this added permission to just work with what felt right for me and do what was best for me in those moments so that I didn't get pulled into that push frustration energy um and I know I'm sure you can resonate with that with a a similar kind of profile in that respect um just done it again I've just pushed myself again even though I know all this yeah and that's the tough bit right (laughs) is like letting go of the conditioning that says oh no it should be um and, and we forget how subtle that is, because I know for me, like the minute I start feeling frustrated and often I won't do it like. That's not an obvious frustration to anyone else. It's an internalized feeling of frustration. But I find it can also come up for me like as a, a second trigger of I become cynical. Like I can feel very cynical in my energy towards most things like all of a sudden <laughs> I, 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 I like lose faith in the whole of the world and humanity and society and everything but knowing that now I feel like I've got a bit more humor with myself do you know what I mean I can go come on Holly you know where you are you know what you're doing um so it's not about being perfect in this, right? It's about just having a bit more grace with yourself when you're falling into your humanness and conditioning. Yeah, it's we're so beautifully human. So, for example, I should be in a sacral plateau, which I am. But um, in my in my head design, I've got the gate of ideas. And I don't know if you've got it, but I'm pretty sure you might have. So the gate of ideas, we've always got ideas. We've got this never-ending supply of ideas that comes through to through us, and quite often they're not for us, they're for our clients or for people around us. So I was I've got all these ideas that come through. 
as generator types, we need to wait to respond for the right timing. So it could be that this is an idea, but it's not the right timing. But I had this idea and we're both self-employed. So I was like, right, I haven't launched anything new for a while. I'll launch my Dharma codes. Um, and every time I went to do something, something happened. There was some resistance, not my own. Like life was getting physically in the way of recording or um, doing something. And so um, after day two, I kind of sat with it and I was like, is it the right time? And it was, no, it isn't the right time. This isn't a group program. It's a solo program. It's a one-to-one program. I was like, oh, okay. I'd got into the shoulds. I should launch something new. And I forgot that just because this idea dropped in, it doesn't mean it's the right time to do it now. And so I've sat with some other creations that are coming through and it's the sacral plateau. So as I'm sitting here and it's taking weeks, for this other creation to come through. Just this morning in my cacao, I got the most beautiful ideas. I got this clarity. Ah, that's how it all ties in. As generator types, we need the space. And I think everyone does. We need this space to allow the new to come in properly. And we we need the space to allow the sacredness of our creations to be birthed and gestated, really. So even though I know all this stuff, I still miss it sometimes but what I do is I nip it in the bud straight away I've gone again right I'm pulling the whole thing so I I planned this launch I was starting to do it and literally the day I opened the doors my gut was like going nope and I pulled it all does it make business sense no (laughs) do I feel better yes and I believe that what I'm going to create next is going to be so much more juicy and honored because of this pause and I, I'm going to have different energy so yeah I love the fact that technically it doesn't make any sense but it does in my body and I can completely relate to that and I think this is why it's so important to have coaches that empower you to live in line with that because you know I've certainly experienced that in my business and with working with coaches that haven't been on board with that sort of approach who then instill that kind of guilt or shame that you know for example I've done launches where I spent big amounts of money on ad spend and things like that and then I've gone through the launch and it's come to like the days where I should start like sharing this thing I'm going to offer and I've just felt in my body this doesn't feel right and so I haven't done it so I'm like I'm not doing it because if I, I know you know, personally, even before human design, if I'm not in alignment with something, if something doesn't feel right to me in my body, there's no point pushing it because it, it just won't work out. I know that. Yeah. Um, like I say, you know, even from jobs and things that I've been in, the minute my heart has felt like it wasn't in it, I, I just knew I couldn't stay. It wasn't fair for the other people. It wasn't fair for me. And But like I say, I've, I feel lucky enough now to have, women in my space that support me in being me you know coaches and my um you know I talk a lot to my coaches of Ayurveda about just don't undervalue the support that you can all give each other and you know I I feel that in our mastermind that we're in so what would you say to the people out there that I suppose are feeling like 
they're out of alignment in the way that they're living or they're living to someone else's expression of how they think they should be. I think with all human design types, it's about getting out of your head. Our heads and the way I see our heads um, are for processing information that's been so digesting life and, you know, creating our own thoughts, opinions or not, depending on your 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 design. Your body knows the answers. And we've all got deep intuition so for me, it's every, someone asked me the other day, what, is there something you say the same to everybody? Um, yes, get out of your head and into your body. Trust your intuition. Listen to how you're feeling. And that is going to give you the clues. Listen to what people are saying to you. Um, and that's where your answers are, not in your head. Your head doesn't know how amazing you are. Your head is programmed and has these glasses on that see life through a certain way. And it often you don't see yourself in your full glory. You see the limit. So take those off, get out of your head and just start to live a bit more and see where life takes you because your head will never know. I wouldn't know. I, I couldn't say that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now, this time last year. I had no idea. I had no idea. And so, yeah, live more in your body. Be embodied because it's in the present moment. That's when life opens up for you. And the mind just takes us away from that. Beautifully said. Completely agree. Um, And finally, what I'd love to know is, you know, it's called the Healing Business Podcast. A little bit about what was your journey with business? What were the challenges you had to face what were the things that you had to move past in order to put yourself out there to you know say this is who I am and this is what I offer and because that can be an interesting journey depending on our especially depending on our our different types right um so yeah I'd love to hear a bit about that from you so I think being a yoga teacher and at home healer felt quite easy because there was no social media I didn't there was none of that it was just all in person at the time even when I had my yoga studio I didn't do anything social media wise for it um when I started to really heal because I I know we feel the same as this I think building a business is one of the most healing things that you will ever do in your entire life because if you want to grow and if you have this passion to ripple out something into the world you have to get over yourself. It's quite simple in my eyes. You have to get over yourself time and time and time again. So first time I was really conscious of this is when I had my yoga studio, I started working with doTERRA essential oils and I still do that. It's still part of my business. And I did a I did a class and I had to say the price of the kit. It was over £100. I'd only sold like £6 yoga classes before. <laughs> And so when it came to, well, I talked 100 miles an hour, which was a challenge for everybody. I was bright red, I was sweating. I was well outside my comfort zone, but I always, my comfort zone is something I'll always go through, whether I'm sweating, whether I can talk, it doesn't matter, I'll still go there. And um, I can remember saying the price and I literally went, that's £110. And like a little mouse. And I was like, what is all that about? What what is all that about? Most people bought the kit because they just said, 
don't know what you said, but whatever you said, we want what you've got because you're obviously very passionate about it. That's the generator passion. And so I that's a, that's a, um, when I really started to look at what are you doing? <laughs> What's in here? What are the limits that are binding you? And I started to look at them. And I just started to lean into this passion that's within me to change the world. I think all of us here at base level, we want to impact the world. We want to change the world at some level. So I just kept having beautiful compassion for myself, smiling at myself and just like like treating myself like a child. Let's do this. Come on, let's do this. So it was just one thing after another. My first Facebook Live was horrendous. 20 takes. I was like, you're not doing another one. Just get over yourself. So it's all these little things that <laughs> it's really powerful to be aware of yourself. Self-awareness. What are you doing? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Does this discomfort mean more to you than sharing with the world? And quite often it doesn't. So I'm always challenging myself. I want to grow. I want to be my fullest expression. And so, yeah, I'm just super aware of my beautiful humanness and the little parts of me that just want to stay really small and comfortable. And I'm like, no, not on my watch. We're we're doing this. So it's constant evolution, really. And there'll always be something. When I went to um, publish my book, I, I, you know, I say this, I didn't, I didn't celebrate it. I did it really quietly. And now I feel this year I need to honour it and say, I'm an author. <laughs> yeah. It was so scary. And I'm, a, but I'm aware of that. So for me, I think super, be super clear with your self-awareness, be super clear on your thoughts and be super clear about why you truly want to do this. Beautiful. we can have this habit right of um as you were saying that and you know I remember similar parts of my journey of yeah especially like that going live on like Facebook and things like that and and also I don't think I'd really talk to like friends and family much about um that side of me you know that really quite spiritual side so that was interesting as well and seeing what people's responses were to that, you know, and not everyone, let's be real, not everyone's going to go, oh, I completely get that. Um, but as you were saying, that kind of looking at yourself, I can remember we had a phrase in a previous mastermind that I did, business mastermind, where it was, come on, get your big girl pants on and just do the thing. Um and I think that phrase still helps me to this day where not, I can feel that fear and restriction wanting to take over. I can go, nope, put your big girl pants on. <laughs> it's so true. And, um, you know, um, people in my membership said the other day, because I challenged them to go live in our, in our small group. And they said, how can you just talk with ease? And it's because I don't mind if I mess up. Yeah. If I mess up, no one's going to go, oh, no, never listen to her again. She stumbled over her words. And if they do, then I don't want I don't want you to listen to me because I'm always going to mess up. And it's actually funny you said about your friends and family, because our coach um, did some training about um, going live on your personal page when you first start your business. And I'm very well established, but I'm super aware that my friends and family haven't got a clue what I do. 
They don't know what an online business means, what coaching is. They've got no idea. So I actually started yesterday going live and I'm going to go live over the period of 10 days telling them what I do. Because I, I realized, yeah, I realized I was like, oh, that must have been a part of me hiding from years ago. I'm not scared. So let's get it all out. Like that's another challenge for myself. So yeah. I did yesterday. And people are like, oh, it's lovely to see you. We didn't know you did that. And so, yeah, I, I noticed something in my head. Well, you obviously didn't do that for a reason. Let's let's go and tick that off the list. So that's what I'm doing, weirdly enough. And it feels really nice and reconnecting with people. And yeah, again, just another limit that I want to want to move past. And it's amazing, right, when you do start sharing. Like I can remember um, when I left my corporate job, like I was working my notice and a couple of people were saying, oh, what are you going to do? And so I started explaining. And the amount of people that you wouldn't expect all of a sudden have some spiritual side to them that they want to share. or And it's fascinating, right, how there's many of us that feel like we have to keep that part of us in the closet or, you know, hidden a little bit from the world. Um, so I, I, I love that, that you're on your personal page and I'll be honest I don't really use my personal Facebook at all for anything I'm terrible um but yeah that's inspiring me love it yeah it just felt really good and a lot of my friends do call me batty or crazy but that's okay (laughs) but who do they come to when there's something they need help with Yeah. yeah So I think, yeah, I think there is a move through all of society to become more spiritual. We've lost it and we need a return to it. So I see us and, you know, your community as well as being those light holders, you know, those lighthouses. And and I think when you share your message or when you know who you are unapologetically, you're unshakable. It doesn't matter what people say. And, and, and so people feel that around you and they know not to critique you really I think I haven't really had anything negative even um from friends and family I've had misunderstanding like well just leave you to it but um I think when you really come from that place and own it you become quite unshakable yeah and I have to say I've had a similar experience I've never had anyone that's been overtly negative or anything like that and in fact people that I wouldn't suspect as being quite open to some of some of what I teach or share um like I say I've actually had a very positive reaction no that's um it's beautiful when we can move past ourselves right and it kind of gives other other people permission to move past um and share who they are in its fullest expression I think we've got a almost a duty in that to when we give ourselves permission to be us we're giving everyone else around us permission to be them which is a beautiful thing to do right absolutely 100% agree with that it's so important Mm. okay so if people want to find out more about you and what you offer where do they go (laughs) I laugh at this because I've had like 10,000 business names and our coach (laughs) so Karen stop doing this so um, on Instagram, I am I underscore am underscore Karen Jackson. I changed my name and the same. Um, my website is I am Karen Jackson dot co dot UK. 
Um, I've got a podcast called the Embodied Soul Podcast that I'm looking forward to interviewing Holly on later. Um, and I've also got an old podcast called Slow Down, Live Deeply, which kind of shares my journey um, of my mind and healing and things like that as well. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming along today. I'm sure people have, have their interests, you know, peaked with when it comes to human design and want to find out more so go check out Karen's page um she has I love your social media it's so um not only is it beautiful and creative and artistic and you bring all of that to it but I love the fact that it's very it feels very interactive and you you're always going live and talking to the community and there's that real feeling of community on your social media. So I would certainly recommend going to have a look at your Instagram. So thank you for coming along, Karen. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.